You like New Year's? Let's borrow from the faith of everybody's fresh start and uh, exhort, exhort one another, encourage one another in faith this morning. Turn to somebody and let's say, you look different. You look different. It's just, you, look, you look new. There's something going on with you. What is it? It's a new year, baby. Yeah. Got a new look. All right. Do you feel the faith? Do you feel it? Positivity, that sort of changefulness that comes with that. I love New Year's. Uh, I love New Year's for all the changefulness that is involved in it. Uh, I do go on about it almost every New Year's. It's like, man, I I just, I love it. In some ways, uh, I I feel like it is quintessentially um, faith-based, right? Everybody has this idea that, all right, well, I can change something now. You know, it's not just that I ought to, but you feel a little bit of faith for changing it. And so I like to embrace that, engage it, and make the most of it as a a follower uh, of Christ. Um, Because that's what he encourages us to do. Of course, it doesn't always go really well. You know, not everything that I plan to accomplish, not everything I plan to change about myself materializes in the way that I would hope. So let's, uh, you know, let's let's ease our way into it. Let's warm up a little bit. Here's a warm-up question for you uh, this morning. What is a failed New Year's resolution from last year? Failed. We'll start there. We'll start there because, you know, this is a place of grace. There's no shame. I want to be honest. I want to admit our... So I'll give you eight seconds to think of a good one in case you had many failures. Just pick the best one. A New Year's resolution at which you failed last year. (laughs) All right, who's got one? New Year's resolution at which you failed. Yeah, I resolved to be funnier this past year, and my wife was like, failed. Resolved to be funnier didn't go so well, did it, Kristen? Some people would say that he succeeded, but you have to live with him. I understand completely. All right, that's a good one. You resolved to be funnier. We can unpack that. It's like, oh... That was your New Year's resolution? I understand. (laughs) Because I know you. All right, who else? Who's got one? Uh, New Year's resolution that didn't go. Yes, Rania. Less coffee. Less coffee? coffee? How did that go? (laughs) You did a half a year. It's half a year. So that's a half success. Let's be a glass half full or a mug half full. Uh, Well done. Well done. Well done. This is more fun than I thought it would be. All right, tell me, tell me more of your failures. A New Year's resolution that didn't pan out last year, man. I resolved to go on one date this past year. You resolved to go on one date, I, but I thought you did. Didn't work out. She, she had, you had a date lined up this, this week. He bailed. I don't think that's your failure. I don't think that's your failure. Wow. Let's just all say it on three. One, two, three. Men. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's, let's shift gears then. What is your New Year's resolution for 2023? First of all, let me do a survey. How many of you already have one 
uh, in mind. New Year's resolution for 2023, right? How many of you are veterans of Blue Water Mission, right? So you know that I'm going to force you to make New Year's resolutions this year uh, upon threat of, uh, I don't know, what threat could I make? Ridicule? Oh, yeah, they don't mind that. Um, but this comes up every year. So if you haven't made a New Year's resolution this year and you're a veteran, you need to resolve to make resolutions. If you don't make them, you don't fail. There's a voice of faith from the crowd. Yeah, just a community of faith and progress that we have here. That's fantastic. All right, so what are your New Year's resolutions for 2023? I tell you what, if you don't know, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to think about it. Now, you don't have to nail it, right? You don't have to be sure. I just want you to think of one, and I want you to have it in your head so that it's there as we go through the rest of, of today's discussion, okay? So let's give you 30 seconds and just think, all right, I'm going to change something about myself uh, this year. What would, be, what would be a good one? All right? Go. Just reflect. All right, how'd that go? You kind of got one? You at least kind of got one generally uh, in, in your head. There are so many examples uh, in, in Scripture, Old Testament, but especially New Testament, uh, about the virtue of being people of I call it changefulness. Uh, you might call it growth. Uh, or you might call it um, progress. Uh, and some of Jesus' teachings on these things are you know, just, you know, very well known. You, know, you might say iconic. Think of, here's a teaching that at least some of you Bible veterans would know. Like the new wineskins, right? You have to be ever fresh. Uh, if you know that parable, Jesus says that... Uh, the kingdom of heaven, to, to be in the kingdom of heaven, you have to be like a new wineskin, which is able to expand uh, with the growth that comes with the kingdom of God. And the word that he uses for new literally means ever new, like, you know, always new wineskin. You have to be renewed, a renewable. Uh, we are the ultimate renewable. Another uh, Jesus teaching that a lot of you might be familiar with is one of his many kingdom growth parables, you know, the, the parable of the mustard seed. Like the kingdom of heaven is like this little mustard seed, like you put it in the ground, it's a tiny little thing, but what characterizes it more than anything else is that it grows, and it grows, and it grows, and it goes crazy until it becomes the biggest, the biggest plant in, in the whole garden. Mustard, uh, if you know, it's quite an expansive plant, so it does that. He's always encouraging us to think progressively about life. Right? Life is never supposed to be static. This year is supposed to be different than last year. In the kingdom of heaven, that's one of the rules. You could probably think of a dozen more teachings or verses about that. One from the Old Testament that I've been thinking about this week from Isaiah 43. Forget the past things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. It springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And I like that comes from a, a, a prophet, Isaiah. I like it because it doesn't just focus on new. It doesn't just focus on change. It doesn't just focus on progress. But it focuses on making a way in the wasteland. Like no matter how 
deserty life is, right? no matter how complicated it is, God speaks to his people and says, well, I can make something new with that. In fact, I'm doing it right now. Don't you see it? Don't you perceive it, right? Uh, and very common prophetic motif uh, in, in the Old Testament. So I feel like in obedience to this general tone of progress that we Jesus followers know so well, that New Year's should probably be a special time for us. And so I, you know, I always make a, a big deal about New Year's resolutions uh, because it seems like a good time to do that. You know, it's a new year, and we humans at the new year tend to have just a little bit more optimism, right? We celebrate turnover this year. We celebrate change. In my neighborhood, we celebrate change at extreme volume, <laughs> right? Which is hard for those of us who are three-dog households. Amen. I heard an amen back there. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, Kenny. Yeah. One of our members saying amen. Uh, here's another verse I was thinking about. Uh, I try to pick familiar ones for such sermons, but here's, I bet some of you uh, know this verse as like a memory, memory verse. It comes from Philippians chapter 3. This is a letter that the great missionary, church planter, church father Paul wrote to Christians in a place called Philippi. Um, they were uh, decently new Christians, first generation Christians. And um, he is trying to characterize for them what life on earth is like when you follow Jesus and certain things that you have to keep in mind. And in the middle of a chapter that is essentially about confidence, uh, he is, is talking about how he lives his life in light of confidence and faith. He's talking about the goals of growth, to become more Christ-like, to become more powerful on the earth. And then in verse 12, he says, not that I've already obtained all this or I've already been made perfect, but I do press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have yet taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Do you guys know that verse already? Some of you kind of have that as a memory verse or one of those life verses. Um, quite familiar. I see this one on posters sometimes. I press on toward the goal. Press on, press on. Um, uh, you could unpack it a little bit because Paul is giving practical advice about how to live a changeful, progressive, forward-leaning life. And, you know, a few things he mentions here in, this, in these verses is, well, one key is you let go of the past, Right? You let go of the past. So maybe last year you had a New Year's resolution that didn't work out so well, or maybe it only worked out half well, right? It's like, well, you know, take what you can from that. But you know what? That's past. Let go uh, of uh, uh, forgetting what is behind uh, or letting go of the past. It will read differently depending on the translation that, that you are using. This makes a lot of sense, right? Um, if you want to have a new 2023, then one of the things you have to do is let go of the failures. Let's use different words. Let go of the injuries. Let go of the disappointments. 
Let go of the grief. Let go of the anger. Let go of the offenses. We can go on and on from last year. Actually, we should make this a fairly perpetual practice, but since it's New Year's, let's think annually. We'll just sort of, everything that happened in 2022, all right. There has to be some facility to let go. The number one Christian facility for letting go is, of course, forgiveness. You know, you might use words like mercy or grace in, in there as well, but Jesus has a dozens of teachings about this, so no need for me to go on about it, but you gotta, you gotta forgive. You know, you gotta forgive, you know, whoever injured you, or maybe you have to forgive God because he didn't help you out the way that he should have. That divine being, maybe you gotta forgive yourself um, because as Paul says, twice in these three verses, it's not like I'm perfect. There's a reason he says that. That would be number two. All right. You're willing to forgive yourself because you're not perfect, because you haven't laid hold of it yet. My favorite phrase from Alcoholics Anonymous is progress, not perfection, uh, which is the path to recovery, which is to say it's the path to growth. And Christians have known this uh, for, for 2,000 years. Let go of the past. Forgive yourself because... You're not perfect. Some of us are half perfect. We get halfway through the year without coffee. That's pretty good. It's better than me. Um, so those would be a couple things. Uh, another one is, you know, if you're letting go of the past, Paul says in so many words that you really have to take hold of the present. That might be, that might be a, a way of saying it. Uh, or carpe diem, seize the day, right? Which is a, a famous way to say take hold of the present. Uh, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal. It's called me heavenward. What I really, really like about New Year's is that it kind of calls the moment. It calls the moment out for us. It says, oh, it's the day. It's the day where we decide to change something. It's the day. You know, carpe diem, seize, seize the moment. And, uh, you know, if you want to change something in your life in 2023, then really what that boils down to is changing the way you behave on January 1st, 2023, right? And then January 2nd, presumably, but let's not think too far ahead. We got, we got, we got to get through the, fir- the, the service, and uh, none of us are perfect. But we want to take hold of it. We want to grab it. And I love that. I love that. Uh, the phrase uh, that, that he uses. Uh, I've not yet taken hold of it, uh, but I strain toward it. I haven't yet grabbed it, but I'm reaching for it, would be another way to translate uh, that, that phrase. I'm keeping my eye on it. Um, at least I have a, a functional grip on what I want to do. I'm paraphrasing, but you get the idea. So that's why I had you do that 30-second reflection. All right, we'll get some idea of what you want to do. Uh, Because if you don't have a goal, if you don't have something that you can really grab onto, then, of course, nothing gets done, right? If you are vague, then nothing happens. Um, We uh, sometimes with Blue Water Mission talk about, 
the great worldly enemy, uh, which I call chaos. And the big weapons of chaos are uh, vagueness, delay, and distraction, right? Uh, to beat you, what chaos wants you to do first and foremost is not to think too hard, not to be specific about anything. And then you never fail if you don't set a goal, right? That's true, and that's very comforting, and that's what chaos says to you every day. It's like, you know what? Just set aside the to-do list. Just take the day as it comes. Take the day as it comes. Does that sound wise? I think that is the height of foolishness. Make the day what it needs to be. That's the height of wisdom, right? And so chaos tries to keep you in vagueness. Make the day what it ought to be, and if you fail, forgive and move on. <laughs> That's a lot better than not trying, right? It's a lot better than not trying. Uh, vagueness, delay, well, you have to start now. And that's what New Year's tells you to do. Get on it. It's January 1st. So don't delay any longer. Change that thing about you. And then distraction. And the reason I make you say things out loud is because then I can follow up with you later and say, so, did you do it? Are you on it? The reason I say, how did your resolutions go in 2022 is because what that does, it inoculates you against distraction. It's a vaccine against distraction. So taking hold of the present uh, would be that, this idea of progress. Progress and not, not uh, perfection. Um, I like to make New Year's resolutions that speak of uh, progress. Like, well, here's the next thing I want to get done, you know. Not like, here's everything that I want to accomplish with my life. At the end of 2023, my life will be perfect. No, but at the end of 23, my life will be more productive uh, because I will have uh, done these things. That goes to the goals that you, uh, that you specify for yourself. Um, so, for instance, let's say uh, my New Year's goal was that I, I really need to drop 40 pounds. Probably not for me, uh, but I use that because, you know, it's goals like that are fairly common. Uh, so if you specify your goal and say, I want to become fit and chiseled and, you know, I don't think that's a good goal. Here's a good goal. I want to lose 20 pounds this year, right? Because that's progress. That's progress. It's specific. It's doable and it takes you down the path toward perfection, although it might not be perfection uh, itself. You understand? So try to set a goal that brings progress to your life, not necessarily a goal that brings perfection uh, to your life. So let's do an exercise. I'm just kind of jabbering on about this. Uh, let's just, just run through it for the, the sake of health. Uh, three steps to it I want you to do, because you have, you have a resol resolution in your mind, right? At least a fairly decent one. Pick a goal, which is to say, that thing that you thought about, can you boil it down and make it specific? Can you boil it down and give it some sort of character that really compels progress for you? All right? Does that make sense? Maybe you already did that in your head. But pick a goal. This is what I'm going to actually shoot for. And then make a plan. It's like, what does that mean on a daily basis? What does that mean on a weekly basis? What does that mean on a monthly basis? 
if your goal is, well, <clears throat> in 2023, I will write that best-selling novel that I've had in mind. It's like, all right, but how are you going to do that? Well, I need to set aside three hours a day, three hours every morning, and that's going to be my sacred writing time or some such thing. And uh, then by April, uh, I'm going to have draft chapters that I'm going to give to my literary friends. So you could go on and on about this and sort of specify, generate some sort of method because every mission needs a method, right? So pick a goal, come up with some kind of plan. If you want to get fit, what does that mean for you? Does it mean you're going to jog five miles every day? Does it mean that you're going to get a gym membership and actually go to the gym four times a week? You know, you're going to change your diet and finally become vegan? <laughs> I know what you're thinking. So pick it. Uh, pick a goal, make a plan, and then try. Then try. And uh, I'll finish that in a minute. We'll talk about try, which is our church slogan, if you are new and visiting. Our church slogan is simply try, because faith means trying, right? Faith isn't what you believe. Faith is what you do with what you believe, at least what you try to do with what you believe, because faith isn't in the doing. Faith is in the attempt, if it goes south, well, that might not even be your fault. But trying is you. So faith is trying. So we'll talk about that in a second. Pick a goal. Make a plan. I'm going to give you 60 seconds to think about this. Uh, some sort of resolution. It doesn't have to be epic, right? It could be, well, you know, I want to... <clears throat> I want to floss every night. Okay. What's your plan? What's your plan? Well, I'm going to get that minty floss because that's cool. And I'm going to put uh, a whole year's worth of floss on my, on my bathroom counter today so that I have no excuse. I always have something to reach for. You see how my mind works? Uh, and it's just because I have to think it through this way because uh, I don't naturally motivate myself very well. All right, you got it? Pick a goal. Come up with some kind of plan. You have 60 seconds. You have smartphones to make notes, or you can just whisper to your spouse. That's dangerous, but um, go. 60 seconds. I see some animated family discussions already. You don't get, you don't get to tell him what his resolution is. You have, to, you have to let him arrive at it by himself. <laughs> 20 more seconds.
guys are into it. Good job. All right, so how is this? Is this like a, how many uh, find this an easy thing to do? It's like, oh, yeah, I kind of like this. Raise your hand. Give me some love. Raise your hand. Eight of you. How many of you find this a really hard thing to do? You don't like the exercise? Raise your hand. How many of you are just not listening to anything I say right now? Well, give me some examples. So if, if you're bold and willing to share, like what's a, what's a resolution that has come to you uh, and you have at least a, a little bit of a plan for how you're going to progress on it? What's, yes, the hot Chinese woman in the back. This is the important bit now. This is the by clause. Putting yourself in another room. Your cell phone. Your cell phone. Oh, I'm going to say. It's like, you mad at me? All right, all right. Separate issue. Separate issue. Separate issue. If you're going to put your cell phone in the other room before, an hour before, do you, is that what you said? You can tell this plan needs a little refinement, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Don't go to bed with this one. So she's begging for accountability. Great. And if, and if you all ask her how it's going, I don't have to. All right, that's, that's great, right? So there's... Restoring God's access to your mind, your imagination, and you're going to essentially declutter your mind by eliminating the cell phone a little bit before bed, and then it's not there a little bit after you get up uh, in the morning. And there's all sorts of health around, so many studies about this, uh, but also it sort of frees up your mind for dream life and reflection and all sorts of things. And uh, Yeah, sounds great. Who's got another one? I'm bold and share what you're thinking. Vern. Oh, Vern's will be good. Stand up, Vern, because you're in the corner over there. Hike the mountains easily. Five-minute exercise sessions throughout your day. Yeah, every day. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So you're going to walk uphill with your dog, mm -hmm. and you're going to do five-minute exercise blasts. Mm -hmm. And that will produce an ability to hike in the mountains, yeah, which brings... Yeah, uh -huh. mm -hmm. 
What I like about this is that, that obviously, like getting to the top of the ridge, hiking mountains, has high value for Vern. Like that brings a reward, but she hasn't even spoken about that, right? She's just said, this is my goal, right? This is my operational goal to be fit enough to do it. Uh, and I like that. She's really broken it down, and she's going to uh, exploit her dog in a good way uh, for walking and do uh, five-minute squat sessions and stuff like that. And just to get her started, she's going to do two squats for us right now. <laughs> she's almost there. She's almost there. It's brilliant. All right, this is fun. Let's do one more. Come on, one of you guys represent. Let's go. What you got? Who's got one? Brian. Who's that, Brian? Brian? What you got, Brian? So what, what's an example of how you're going to use this app? That leads to all the other stuff. Yes. Yeah. So that's my use yeah. Brilliant. So uh, Brian's resolution is to hear God better, essentially, right? And that means getting into a place where his spirit is open to hearing God better. He's discovered that there's this app that helps him because it reads off some scripture, probably has a little reflection exercise in it or something like that. And it's free, which is key. Um, so he's going to use his cell phone to hear God. Sonia's going to eliminate her cell phone. <laughs> Uh, I really like that, actually, right? Because a cell phone is just a tool. You misuse it, you're dead. But if you use it really, really well, it can be helpful, super powerful. Which is what I love about what Brian just said. He said, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to get my coffee. I'm not going to do any news. I'm just going to put in my earbuds, and I'm going to hit go. You're going to hit go on pause, <laughs> which I see it. the app has a cool name. I know it. Um, and so all he's thinking about is how to start each day. And I've actually written on this, um, but that's the key to any behavioral modification. It's not what you do, it's how you start doing what you wanna do. And, and once you get moving, then uh, momentum works for you. And you know the inertia of not moving stops working against you. So yeah, that's really cool, really smart. There's a lot of embedded wisdom and the way he approaches that. Well, great examples. You know, thanks, thanks for playing. I hope your legs aren't sore, Vern. Uh, you're not that far. You're not that far gone. We have massage therapists in the house. I happen to know. Um, picking a goal is easy. 
relatively easy. You can do that in, in a minute. Make a plan. That's the one that's often overlooked in our resolution game and in our progress game, in our discipleship game. That one is often overlooked. You want something, you have a desire, a goal, but you don't methodize it. And so that's the one that everybody tends to just skip over and then you're dead, then you're ruined. So thank you for playing that game. And then the third one, try. This is where the maturity and strength is because, um, you know, trying is, is faith. Trying is virtue. Trying comes from within. Trying is, is, the, is the mindset that we all need to have. And this is mostly what Blue Water Mission is about. You know, we try to get people to believe in God. But then we try to get people to follow God. And that boils down to what you try each day. And the danger is what you fail to try each day. So more than anything else, we describe ourselves as a community of try. Sometimes we use the christian word and call ourselves a community of faith. What that means to me is that we encourage one another in precisely this exercise that we're talking about. Now, it might not have to do with specifically hearing God better or getting physically fit or quitting coffee, right? It could be about anything. But this capacity to try consistently and well is the game. That is life on earth. And the best thing you can do for the brothers and sisters sitting around you, indeed for anybody that you meet in life, is to get them to try the good things that they have in mind. Because trying one thing leads to another, leads to another. It's a mustard seed, Jesus says. Like, look, you don't have to understand everything about God. As Paul says, you don't need to be perfect, but you need to try the next thing. And this is the way that you take hold. This is the way that you get a grip on life. And so we need to encourage that in one another. I encourage you in your Ohana groups this week to talk about resolutions, uh, things that you would like to change in yourself as opposed to things that you would like to change in the people around you. Those lists are long. Uh, and then to think that, well, you're not perfect, uh, but you can focus on one or two things this year, right? And then to seize the day, which is to say, make a plan, and then to get your mind in the right space, which is, no, this is what we do as Christians, right? This is how we grow. And at the end of 2023, my goal for all of you would be that you're different than you are now. That's all. You know, my goal isn't that you're perfect, but you'd be a little bit more perfect. You'd be a little bit more uh, changeful. And that's the reason I do these resolution exercises each year, just because it's such a great occasion for talking about this. Also to underscore, there is such a great value in having a community of try. I don't even care if you believe in God. <laughs> there's still tremendous value for you to have a community of try. That's one way that you'll end up believing in God. Trust me on that. Um, and, and this is an easy community exercise for us in January. It's an easy community exercise to do this resolution exercise. Very low risk. Because, hey, if you fail at your resolution, you got plenty of company. But if you fail to try at your resolution, you are in the wrong community. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and, I, and I just want to, I actually mean that as an encouragement. 
uh, lean on the people around you uh, to get you moving. Can we end with just a little meditation? Picture yourself. Now, when I say picture yourself, all of you already have a mode in which you commonly do that. You have some sort of mental setting, some sort of mental image that pops into your head because we picture ourselves a thousand times a day. Often it's depressing. Uh, but picture yourself. You know, see yourself. For many of you already, there will be some emotional content to that picture. You'll be like, ah, oh, dang. Or you'll be like, all right, yeah. Now I want you to see yourself in that picture as a changeful person, as a person who is following through on the important thing that you have in mind. That's a very vague suggestion I've given you to see yourself as changeful, but, but go ahead and do it. However it happens in your head, whatever it means for you. Imagine yourself as someone who can change whatever you want to change about yourself, provided it's within your control. You might not be able to suddenly be six foot six, but you can certainly be a better hill climber. Change about yourself something that is in your control to change. We'll just start with that. No need to think about the miraculous today. Just the empowered. What's it like to see yourself as a changeful person? As a person who can make choices and see them manifest? Now in your own mind, as you look at that picture, let's do some self-talk and say, I can do it. I can do it. This can happen. God could do something great with that. And that's just the tone of faith that we all try to strike, that we all try to live in in life. All right, thanks for playing that. That's just uh, seems like a simple thing, but those little exercises can sometimes be significant. There was a, a study done at uh, Stanford some time ago, and it became kind of famous. It was of a group of children. It was a sort of a development psychology study. This group of children, uh, they selected together, and all these kids like, really loved to draw. They really loved to do art. And so over weeks in this classroom, they observed these kids enjoying their drawing, and they talked to the kids to rate how much they enjoyed drawing. And then they chose the ones that enjoyed it the most. And then they did this. Um, when they drew something that was particularly good, uh, the teaching staff would give them rewards, give them little trophies or gold stars or merit badges and stuff like that. Do you know this study? Yeah. And so they reward, now they really love drawing and now they rewarded the kids for drawing well. So this went on for some weeks. And then they stopped rewarding the children. They canceled the rewards program. They no longer gave trophies. They no longer gave gold stars. They no longer gave merit badges. 
And what happened? All the kids who were passionate about drawing and art before the exercise were no longer passionate about it because they had learned right, to pursue the reward rather than to pursue the function, rather than to pursue the activity. And uh, so, very famous psychological study because it speaks really heavily to motivation and uh, to how we motivate ourselves best. That's it. You got a comment, Will? Control group continued to, so there's, when you do experiments, yeah. control group. They did a control group. Yeah, the kids they didn't reward continued to love drawing and actually improved beyond the best artists, right? So there's a new group of best artists, a great part of the study. Uh, so it was a study in like what kind of self-motivation works or what kind of, you know, is it external motivation? Is it self-motivation? What works best? Obviously, self-motivation works really, really well. So here's my point in prattling on about that this morning. If you become a changeful person, if you embrace that about yourself, if you practice it, right? It's like, I change because that's what I do, because that's who I am. If you can pull that off, it will feel good to you, right? You will stay motivated, you know? Once you've shifted into the mindset of being a person who grows, it becomes its own reward, and, and it builds on itself. It snowballs into something greater and greater in your life. This is the process that Jesus was talking about when he talked about mustard seeds, right? A little tiny seed, but once it starts to grow, the growth goes out of control. It becomes exponential. And so while your New Year's resolution might just be, I'm going to walk up so many hills this year, right? If you become the sort of person who can do that, then you become the sort of person that can hear God better, love your neighbor better, parent your kids better, because you don't, it's, the growth process becomes part of your life. And that's really what we're about. That's the kingdom life, right? I have said it in very different words, but Jesus talked about this in many different ways. We are growth people, are we not? Amen. We are people of change and progress and resolution, and we become better and better every year because we work better and better every day. We work on it, and that's really what we're about. It brings a reward. It will feel good to you when you do it. It will not feel like junk. It will actually feel good even if you don't pull it off perfectly, it will still feel better than not trying. I promise you. I promise you. And that's a promise that we can end with today. Father God, I do pray that you perfect your agenda with every person as we pray every week. I ask that we'd all be changed at least a little bit before we go. Uh, we place ourselves before you humbly because we know we're not perfect but we place ourselves before you in faith because we know we are people of progress. And at the end of 2023, we will be better and stronger than we were at the beginning. And we say that in faith. In Jesus' name, everybody says.